Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. Let's chat about what I wrote about this week. And it was very obvious to me, and I'm sure I've mentioned it to you guys, but before the draft, I saw a theme with the Steelers offseason. Bigger, more physical, nastier. And the draft took it up in a watch. I mean, to be very honest, what I wrote about is I just went position by position, and I'm looking at my article now. And I want to talk through it with you guys, too. Go read it. You guys left me some great comments. Came out earlier than usual this week because of the draft. Um, but like 99% of their roster additions are big, physical, nasty. I mean, it's so apparent to me that the goal this offseason, amongst other things, I mean, I'm sure they want to create more explosive plays and things that I've talked about that are more more analytically based. But they're going to go get big dudes that will throw their weight around and play the game hard. So, at quarterback, they really haven't added anybody. At running back, they really haven't added anybody. And I'm not going to talk about the undrafted free agents at the, to this stage. But wide receiver, you trade for Allen Robinson. He's 6'2", 220. Loves to block. Contested catch receiver. I mean, as wide receivers go... He's about as physical as you're going to find. You know, beats people up in press coverage, goes over the middle, moving his game from outside to slot where you're going to take more hits and, you know, take some physicality. He's 6'2", 220. I mean, and he plays taller than that with those long limbs. That obviously was a trend that way. Now, I'm not going to harp too much on the guys they brought back, but I do think bringing up Miles Boykin matters. I mean, he is a king-sized receiver that reinvented himself as a blocker and as a slug it out player on offense, but also the special teams quality, you know, um, aspect of it all also lends itself to big, physical, nasty. You know, like this is not an accident, folks. How about tight end? You bring back Gentry, who certainly is big. His game is, you know, predicated on doing battle at the line of scrimmage and tight quarters and whatnot. I don't love Gentry, as you know. But then they took it up a notch, to say the least, by going to get Darnell Washington, who's well over 6'6", rare size, rare strength at the point of attack. I mean, he was 265 pounds at the combine. I've heard he played up to 280 and was not fat. I mean, he is a lean mass specimen. 34 and 3 eighths inch arms, longest of all the tight ends in this draft. He may play at 280 or 275. And I do think he's a bit of a work in progress technique wise as a blocker, but he loves it. And because he's so big and physical, especially at the college level, even in the SEC, he manhandled dudes. You know, that's going to be harder to do at the NFL level. But needless to say, as is the case with Robinson and Boykin, Gentry and especially Washington, big, physical, nasty. You know, use whatever adjectives you want, but there's no denying it. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over. Very much true with the offensive line stuff as well. So I think there's a slight, I'm not talking about both sides of my mouth, but I think there's a slight misconception that Isaac Selamalu is just this old school Polynesian, wide body, can't move, smash your face, dude. Well, he can road grade like anybody else. But he's also 6'4", which is big for a, a guard. And he's a lot more skilled than that description I just gave. But he certainly does, nonetheless, 
sticks with the theme of he's going to battle you and it's going to be hard to play against him just from a physical nature. Nate Herbig is much closer to that definition. I mean, he is a wide-bodied, wants to put that big body on you and move you backwards. He is a masher. He epitomizes exactly what I'm talking about here. Now, people are kind of brushing off the LaRaven Clark edition, especially after drafting Broderick Jones, but he's humongous and he puts his big paws on you too. He will push you backwards. Now, he has not had a tremendous career. He will be the fourth tackle here, but big physical nasty certainly applies to Mr. Clark as well. Um, talk about Spencer Anderson. He's little better in protection than he is in as a masher. So he's not a huge, you know, uh, proponent for this theme that I'm going with. But my hunch is, I don't know this, he may start his career at center. His versatility is one of his best aspects, and he's a very good athlete, a plus athlete. I'm talking about for seventh rounders. I mean, he's not Broderick Jones athletic, athletically. But as centers go, He's a big center for the league. You know, I mean, he's well above average center size. And by no means am I implying he lacks physicality. So he applies this as well. And just the fact that you're going to throw one more offensive lineman into the mix implies this exact same thing. Big, physical, nasty. You know, you just added another 310-pound player. Um, Jones absolutely epitomizes this. I mean, the, the big thing we were saying during the draft, and this is true for the entire draft class, and it's a Mike Tomlinism. Is you'd much rather say "whoa" than "sick him." You know, like I'd rather pull the reins back from a wild stallion that wants to mash people than have to try to light a fire under his butt to do it. Well, that's certain. Jones epitomizes that as well. Like his technique work needs more needs more uh, work than probably a lot of you would be happy knowing. But his aggression does not, especially as a downhill run blocker. You get him pulling and he sees a target. He loves burying them. And he's got that obviously prototypical size. So certainly bigger applies to him. But the nasty absolutely does with potential for much more. I mean, that's why you trade up in the first round for a guy like him. So we will talk to, to about the defense here in a minute. But I threw this in in the middle of my article, too. And it very much goes with that theme. And this is a little homework for you guys, a little game for you to play at home is, <laughs> I'll spell it out like you're a child. So there's 11 offensive players. I think we all know that. There, five of them are offensive linemen. One of them's a quarterback. Okay. That leaves five positions open that you can trot out whoever you want in those five spots. I think it's safe to say that a high percentage of the time, one of those five spots will be taken by a running back, usually Najee Harris or Warren, of course. Okay, so that leaves four spots that you can build whatever you want. That's your homework. Think about all the different combinations you could use from short yardage to four wide now that are just hard to play against because, hey, Pat Fryermuth can block, but he can split out wide, you know, so of these dudes, think of the for your favorite four-man combination to use here and there, or not necessarily even your staple. I mean, they're going to play 12 personnel and 11 personnel like everyone else in the league, but they can do it in such a variety of ways now that you can switch it week to week from first half to second half. So here's what you have at your disposal. 
an extra offensive tackle, which I keep bringing up and I think they will do more of. That might even be Jones or more. It'll be Jones or more, probably. So that could be one of your four. Friermuth, Washington, Gentry, Connor Hayward, who's much different than those tight ends we, we mentioned, but he'll block. He'll go out on passes. You can move him around. Pickens, also is a blocker. Deontay, of course, who's going to be on the field a lot. Robinson, Anthony Miller, Calvin Austin, who's like none of the above, and Boykin. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I think it was. Dudes vying for four spots on any given snap. And the combinations you can put together of those ten is pretty fun to do. Like, wow, we could put out an extra tackle, Washington, Friermuth, Pickens. You know, like... That's a lot of beef, but they can all run and catch. You know what I mean? So I think that's a good way of looking at it. And it's something that they're in a good spot at right now. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to stick with this theme on the defensive side of the ball. All right, D-line. Keanu Benton, to me, epitomizes this conversation, too. I mean, he's a developing pass rusher, but he is big, heavy-handed, run right up the middle of you, handle double teams, has a bully mentality. So big, strong, nasty, absolutely is Benton. Um, I think adding Fajoko to the mix Certainly fits the mold of big, physical. I mean, he's a power player all day long. There's not a lot of dancing around with these dudes. Even Armand Armand Watts. I wouldn't say he's the bully that Benton is, but he doesn't lack physicality. And he has size, size and length. You know, none of these dudes are undersized for their position or – even average, really. I mean, maybe Watts is average for a 3-4 defensive end type slash defensive tackle. The only one that's a little bit outside this theme is Nick Herbig, especially if we just look at him as a 3-4 as a outside linebacker, as an edge rusher. He's only 6'2", and he's got shorter arms. So, physically, he doesn't look like Bud Dupree. You know, I mean, he's not a beat your face because I'm bigger, stronger than you. However, I do think he could add a little bit of weight. I mean, maybe he could put on 8 to 10 pounds. And because he plays the game so hard, the hustle and tenaciousness, I still – I'm not saying he fits the mold. Maybe he doesn't fit bigger, maybe more physical, but but he's definitely – he definitely fits nasty. You know, that he brings an attitude and a style of play – Again, he's another one you'd rather say, whoa, you know, what, you know, he, he's going to be the whoa, sick him conversation, you know, that he goes hard. So maybe he's not the prototype type size, but you see exactly what they're doing there. Now, how about the off the ball linebackers they added? That's all Landon Roberts is, folks. He is old school, downhill, mash you, big linebacker that you just don't see in the league much very more. So, I think he might be exposed in coverage. I think he's very much just a placeholder. 
but I know he's big, physical, and nasty. I mean, there's no question about that. I can't really comment so much on Cole Holcomb. Um, he certainly throws his body around. He has some length and thickness. Um, he's not bashful at all about physicality. But I think he's more of a well-rounded player, and he wouldn't be the poster boy for this conversation of, man, he, you know, like, like Washington is for tight end, you know. So, um, but Keanu Neal is, and I don't know that he'll play a major role, but he was a first round pick due to his physical measurables. He's a big, big safety, long, you know, long arms, physicality to him, does his work near the line of scrimmage, plays like a linebacker. So he definitely fits this trend as well. Boy, does quarter cornerbacks fit this trend though? Uh, I mean, bringing back Pierre—it's a small thing, but he's a big corner. Go in and get Chandon Sullivan. I don't know if we've even talked about him, but he's a slot all day long. He's not huge, but as slot corners—not slot safeties—slot corners around the league go. He's oversized, and he's a bigger slot corner. He's a lot bigger than Mike Hilton's of the world is where I'm going with this. And he is not bashful either. He will throw his body around quite a bit. But really, I mean, the exclamation point of this whole conversation is the three corners, you, the other three corners you added are Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter Jr., and Corey Trice. Peterson was nearly 220 pounds at, at his combine, over six feet crazy long arms. Maybe he's a little little bit light. Maybe he's a little less than 220 now. I bet he is just to stay a little bit leaner quicker, but he's always been a big physical cornerback. It basically as much as anyone in the last 10 years. He, ha- he has 32 inch arms, which is long as well. <laughs> Trice has 32 and three eighths inch arms. Porter has 34 inch arms. Porter sat down with us after the draft, and I was blown away seeing him in person, shaking his hand, how big he truly is. Wide shoulders, long arms, really put together. He's 6'2 and a half. Trice is 6'3 and almost a half, 6'3 and 3'8. So, I mean, he's an inch taller than Porter. Porter's 193 pounds. I would have guessed more seeing him in person, and maybe he trimmed down a little to combine to get the 193. Trice is 206. He's a giant. And I don't know if there's any merit to this, but I wonder if Trice plays closer to the line of scrimmage. Maybe, because he is a really physical dude, too, with the arms and the size. I don't say maybe he's their big slot, but I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Plus, Peterson's a great mentor for both those guys in terms of style of play and all that as well. So, when you break it down like that, and please go check out the article, it is very apparent what their new additions and the theme of the offseason is. And that doesn't mean they're going to be big and slow and they look at it like, you know, the team thinks this is 1970. No, I mean, it's not like they got slower either. I mean, they just got very physical and very big with all those additions. So interesting stuff. Uh, talk to you tomorrow. Over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.